So, um, Mark prayed for us, but uh, going to go ahead and pray again. Amen, amen. More prayer, more evangelism, right? <laughs> Let's pray. Father God, thank you. Uh, thank you that uh, you are our Father, and you call us to call on you as Father. And so we want to do that uh, in Jesus' name. It's through him that we have access to you. And so we're grateful, Lord. We want to thank you that uh, you've given us your word and given us encouragement. Thank you for these words of uh, your apostle, your bondservant, Peter. Uh, we pray, Lord, as was prayed, uh, for anointed um, listening as well as anointed preaching. And uh, that uh, the Lord Jesus and you, Heavenly Father, and you, Holy Spirit, would receive all glory, all honor, and all praise. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Sermon title this evening is Making Up for Lost Time. Making Up for Lost Time or Time Sufficient for a Changed Life. Time Sufficient for a Changed Life. And Peter is saying here, as it were, enough is enough. We've lived enough of our past life in sin uh, according to the desires of the flesh, the will of the Gentiles. And now we need to live for the will of God. And so the um, main idea, the main point is this, that uh, regretting Regretting what lies behind, now let us do God's will in the Spirit. Now, some of you might have expected me to say, forgetting what lies behind, and that's true too. And there's a, a sense where we need to forget what lies behind, but there's also a sense where we need to regret what lies behind. And, uh, and I think this is one of those passages which would, uh, lead us in that direction of regretting lost time, time spent in the past doing the will of the Gentiles. We can also think of, uh, of the Apostle Paul regretting his past life as an insolent man and a blasphemer and a persecutor of the church. And you see again and again uh, in, the, in the scriptures that uh, were penned uh, through him, he never forgot uh, that he had been, once been a persecutor of the church and how the Lord used that to, uh, to use him as a pattern of those who would, uh, by grace through faith, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So, regretting what lies behind, now let us do God's will in the spirit. The uh, previous verse says the same thing in uh, 1 Peter 4, 2, that we should live the rest of our time in the flesh, no longer for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. And so I have three points tonight that might not be a surprise to you 
good Presbyterians. Uh, the first is, we must regret the past. The second is, now we must do God's will in the Spirit. And then lastly, we must, in the future, keep the judge and his judgment ever before our eyes. Let's look at the first point. We must regret the past. We must regret our past of doing the will of the Gentiles. Here it's good to be reminded that there is a context to this passage. And the context is uh, Peter was preaching to a mixed group of Jews and Gentiles uh, who were scattered throughout Asia Minor, now present-day Turkey. Um, and though they were mixed, um, in mindset they were, in a lot of ways, very similar. They were, if they were Jews and God-fearers who had come to faith in the Messiah, Jesus Christ, a lot of them were fairly Hellenized in their outlook. And so even the, the Judaism that they would have uh, practiced before coming to Messiah Jesus probably was very Hellenistic in mindset. And so um, we can also say in some ways they were very Hellenized. <laughs> and so they would need this uh, exhortation that they ought not to walk in lewdness lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries, nor ought they uh, continue to run in a flood of dissipation uh, and uh, be evil speakers or blasphemers. And I don't know if I need to go into further depth about what all those sins mean. I think uh, you guys could probably teach me what they mean. But the important thing is that whether we know or not, and I think the Lord has revealed to us what they are, um, we need to lay those aside. Um, we certainly have spent far too much time of our life in the past to be involved in those things. And now the Lord wants to walk in a new way according to the Holy Spirit of God. And so, it's a good thing to regret past lost time. And, uh, and so that's what, um, that's what uh, the Holy Spirit would lead us to here. And think about it. We weren't created for lewdness, for lust, for drunkenness, for revelries, for drinking parties, for idolatries. Think about what God created us for. He created us to worship Him. He created us, and our, our catechism tells us uh, that our chief end, our primary purpose, is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. And so these other activities aren't part of what God intended and God designed us for. What were we made for? We were made for the glory of God. We were made for joy. 
We were made for worship. And so that's what, what we need to be about. And so it's, it's good that we come together and we worship the Lord. As the word says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. May God give us grace to worship him in the spirit of God, in the spirit of holiness. And then I want to also encourage us to boast, not in past sins, but boast in the Lord. Let's not boast about past sins of which we ought to be ashamed. Are you today ashamed of past sins? We should be. Romans 6.21 says, What fruit or what benefit did you have in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. Those who live in lewdness or reckless, unbridled sin, those who live in lusts, those who live in drinking parties, Gluttony, lack of moderation, lack of self-control. Those who live in abominable idolatries and evil speaking. Um, The wages of all those, um, of all those sins is death. And um, there's no reason for boasting in, in death. And I need to remind us that sin is so bad. Sin is so terrible. We need a not a, a single cure for sin, not just sins forgiven. We need not just a double cure, sins forgiven and, uh, and deliverance from them. We need a triple cure from sin. And so sin is so bad uh, in our ignorance, in our guilt and in our captivity to sin, we need a triple cure. And Jesus is that triple cure. Jesus is the prophet who cures our ignorance. Jesus is the priest who cures our guilt and secures our forgiveness. Jesus is that king, that perfect king, who frees us from the tyranny of sin and captivity to the flesh. And so thank God, thank God, he has supplied the triple cure for our triple sickness of sin. And so I urge you this evening not to take just one part of that cure, but take all three parts and own them as your own In Christ Jesus, we need all three. Amen? Amen. And so, as we now do God's will in the Spirit, we are not going to run with those who run into the stinking flood of dissipation. Think of a, a stagnant pond where maybe water overflowed, but then it just sits and sits, and sits, and begins to stink. And that's what it is to be uh, in those uh, worldly pursuits. And it's not just 
lusts of um, sexual lusts. Certainly that's part of it, but that's not all of it. Sometimes we have lusts and desires for things that aren't explicitly sexual, and those things are also sin, because there is a focus there not on the satisfaction that comes from the Lord Jesus. Sometimes we can be fixed on uh, intellectual pursuits or philosophies or ideas that uh, lead away from the gospel of Jesus, lead away from being satisfied in him. And so um, we need to turn away from those kinds of lusts as well as the uh, sexual lusts that would lead us away from the Lord. And then lastly, um, we must live and pray according to the will of God. We need to make it our daily prayer, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And as we get into God's word, study that word in order to understand and know that will of God, that will that is good and acceptable and perfect. Because we don't want to be conformed to the pattern of this world, but we do want to be transformed according to um, that will of God, according to the renewing of our mind, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Some of you already know that that is from Romans 12 and verse 2. So now, now the present is a good time to do God's will, God's will in the Spirit. Especially the Lord's Day is a good day to be in the Spirit. Um, repeating John's words from Revelation, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. May we all be in the Spirit the Holy Spirit, on this, the Lord's day. We pray that more and more people would be in the Spirit and not in the Spirit's small s with s at the end, but that they would be delivered from the Spirit's, transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus, the beloved Son. And so we pray, Lord, not my will, not our will, but your will be done. So that's the past. We regret the past. And now we must do God's will in the spirit. And lastly, we must keep the judge and his future judgment ever before our eyes. One of John, Jonathan Edwards' prayers was, Lord, please stamp eternity on my eyeballs. Lord, please stamp eternity on my eyeballs. We need to live now in light of eternity. We need to live this day in light of that day, that great judgment day. Now it says in our passage, in verse 5, they will give an account, those who are 
uh, thinking it's strange that we don't run in the same flood of dissipation. They speak evil of God. They speak evil of us. It says in verse 5, they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Yes, Jesus, the one who died for us to take away our sin, he's the one who died to take away our sin, but he is also the one who is coming again to judge the living and the dead. He is ready to judge the living and the dead. And so the question this evening is this, are you ready? Are you ready to face the judge of the living and the dead? Are you ready to face the Lord Jesus Christ? 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body, whether good or bad. Are you ready? Are you ready to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ? Because he is coming again to judge the living and the dead. And so it's important that we receive Jesus as our Savior, as our Lord, because He is the one who will judge. And so the question will be, what have you done? What have you done with the Savior? What have you done with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings? And so Jesus stands ready, and we need to stand ready at any time because we don't know if, but this breath that we have right now might be our last. And so we need to be ready. And Jesus is ready to judge all people living and dead. And so, uh, are you ready? I encourage you, I exhort you to be ready for that judgment day which is coming so soon. Now, if you have trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are ready. And uh, you will not hear Jesus bring condemnation, but you will hear him bring your acquittal. He will bring the... uh, He will bring the judgment of not guilty. Not because of what uh, you have done, not because of what I have done, but because of what Jesus did on the cross. He poured out his blood on the cross. He poured out his perfect blood to wash away our sin. And... uh, He also was raised to new life so that we could walk in newness of life. And so we want to uh, be reminded of his goodness, his grace, his glory. We want to be thankful for his word. And so we want to be ready to hear his word. Be ready to give away his word. Is this the right way? Yeah. So.
Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, here, 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 Adios. And Father, we do ask your blessing on Linda. Thank you for giving her a good heart. Dos hermanas. Muy bien. Gracias, hermana Linda. <laughs> we must we must keep the judge and his future judgment ever before our eyes. We pray that for Linda. We pray that for Linda's sisters. We pray, Lord, as that word goes to that casa, that house, that your blessing would be on that house, that all of the people at that house would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved according to your promise, because you promise, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved, you and your household. So bless those sisters, bless those brothers, bless those parents. And so um, let us be ready to give an account to you, Lord Jesus, of the things done in the body, whether good or evil. And then we want to be mindful and keep before our eyes your judgment, Lord Jesus. And lastly, we, we realize that all gospel preaching from the beginning of time, starting with Genesis 3, makes all mankind liable to judgment, guilty as charged, because all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and we all receive God uh, sin's wages, which is death. And so we need to hear again John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then John 3, 18, who, he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You see, the gospel is good news. Thank God for the good news of the gospel, our only hope to escape from the destruction, the destructive course of sin. And so thank you, Lord, for deliverance from hell and deliverance to the heavenly kingdom. And so though in the past we may have run with the ungodly, with the lost in the same flood of dis dissipation, now we're running with a different crowd. And we are running with endurance 
the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. He is that perfect prophet. He is that perfect priest. He is that perfect king, the triple cure for all our sin. And so the gospel, even preached back in Genesis 3, the gospel preaches our deliverance from sin. Genesis 3.15 says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. And so what we need today is the mighty work of the snake slayer. Jesus Christ, the snake slayer. John picks up this theme again in John chapter 3, John 3 and uh, 14. Jesus teaching Nicodemus, the teacher of Israel who needed to be taught. He says in John 3, 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. So just as Moses lifted up that bronze serpent, whoever had gotten that snake bite of sin, all they needed to do was look at that bronze serpent and they would be healed and they would not die in the plague of the serpents. In the same way, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. And so I urge you today to believe in Jesus, Creo and Jesus, because He is the one who is lifted up so that we can believe and not perish. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world should be saved through him. So the first time he comes not as a judge, but as a savior. The second time he comes as a judge. And so um, I urge you to believe in him and be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved, you and your house. He is the only hope from the destructive course of sin and there always has been only one way to escape but thank god there is that one way jesus is the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but through him and so turn to him turn to him as the one who cures your ignorance, turn to him as the one who cures your guilt and forgives your sin. Turn to him as the king, the mighty king who cures us from our captivity and from the tyranny of sin. Yes, Jesus is our great prophet, our great priest, our great king. Believe on him and you shall be saved.
Amen. Let's pray. Our God and our Father, we want to thank you. Thank you that you have given us grace. You have given us salvation. You have given us life in Jesus' name. At one point, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were like those dry, dead bones in that valley that Ezekiel had to preach to. And uh, he did preach. And you were able to bring those bones alive and become a mighty army of the Lord. We pray that you would do that again, Lord. Make us live. Make the dead live. Bring to life those who don't yet know you, that they would trust in Jesus as Lord, as Savior, that you would give life, that you would give eternal life, and you would give salvation in your name. And so have mercy on us. Even have mercy on the people who are around us today, that they would believe the word of God and that they would be saved and that they would be added to your kingdom. Have mercy, O Lord God. Be gracious. Pour out your spirit on your people and draw many people to salvation, to uh, salvation in el nombre de Jesucristo. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.